The Public News Service Daily Newscast for MLK Day, January the 16th, 2023. I'm Mike Clifford. Following the example of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. honored today for his civil rights work, one organization in North Carolina is finding ways to help reverse racial disparities in the state. The Kate B. Reynolds Charitable Trust wants to change the systems that cause inequalities and break the cycle that perpetuates poverty. Trust President Laura Girard says while philanthropic groups like hers traditionally try to solve racial disparities by awarding money to nonprofits, she's now taking what she calls a systems approach, directing resources to groups working on the root causes of those disparities in North Carolina at the local level. Many of whom are led by people of color or immigrant groups to help increase the power and agency for communities experiencing poverty. We invest in legal aid, for example, of North Carolina. We invest in the North Carolina Justice Center. We invest in the North Carolina Rural Center. Gerard says agencies like these can have an immediate effect in the community and assist people who might otherwise fall into the poverty cycle. The trust awards $20 million a year to nonprofits and advocacy groups that are devoted to change at the ground level. I'm Mark Moran. And as the nation celebrates the revolutionary words and thoughts of the civil rights activists who fought for racial justice, tomorrow, tomorrow marks a National Day of Racial Healing. Lejeune Montgomery Tabron with the W.K. Kellogg Foundation says tomorrow's national recognition is a day meant to support the people living out the actions of Dr. King's dreams. She says it's all about relationship and trust building to promote racial healing. And then building a dialogue that allows them to understand the impact that are happening in their communities and to work together to change those practices and policies. Tebron says achieving racial equity comes down to looking at those practices and policies that may disadvantage some and not others, but then thinking about how to proactively transform those systems to enable dreams and the pursuit of opportunities. I'm Alex Gonzalez reporting. And now from USA Today, President Biden took his battle for the soul of the nation Sunday to the pulpit of the historic Atlanta church that Martin Luther King Jr. once led. Biden drew on King's legacy and called on Americans to follow the minister's example in order to redeem the country and restore faith in institutions. USA Today quotes Biden as saying, The battle for the soul of this nation is perennial. It's a constant struggle between hope and fear, kindness and cruelty, justice and injustice, against those who traffic in racism, extremism, and insurrection. This is Public News Service. Nationwide female students have been opting out of college at more than twice the rate of males since 2020. That's according to a new National Student Clearinghouse Research Center report. And many do not return to complete a certificate or a degree. Dr. Angie Piccioni directs Colorado's Department of Higher Education, which works to expand post-secondary education opportunities for Colorado students. She says the state is breaking that national trend. Our most recent data from 2021 shows that we were at about 54% enrollment of women, which was higher than our pre-pandemic enrollment, higher than almost any year in the last decade. She says Colorado has made real progress addressing some of the barriers to student success. Many colleges help connect students with affordable housing, offer food banks for students experiencing food insecurity, and can tap emergency funds if a simple car repair is keeping a student from attending class. There are also zero-cost education pathways to careers in 
in sectors with high worker demand, including health care, where students can actually earn a paycheck as they pursue a certificate or degree. I'm Eric Galatis. Meantime, 1 in 11 Missouri children and 1 in 13 nationally will lose a parent or sibling by the age of 18. Deborah Van Fleet reports on a Missouri organization that helps families cope with these losses. Childhood grief that isn't dealt with can have short and long-term negative effects, including school problems, mental health issues, and even a shortened lifespan. Becky Byrne with Annie's Hope, the Center for Grieving Kids in Glendale, explains kids grieve differently than adults, so it isn't always obvious when they are struggling. She says anyone can help a grieving child if they can overcome their fear and discomfort. And if you can't figure out what to say, just simply say, I want to be able to help you. I do not know what to say. You don't have to be a trained professional. All you have to be is human and willing to open up yourself to hear somebody else's pain. I'm Deborah Van Fleet. Finally, our Brett Pivito tells us advocates of medical aid in dying are cheering recent statements by the Maryland governor-elect, Wes Moore, in support of patients having that option. The governor-elect was asked last week at a summit about his support for bodily autonomy in the context of -of end-of-life decisions. Moore spoke about his own experience with family members near death and said, as a state, Maryland should protect the ability for people to make, quote, independent decisions about the suffering that they are enduring, end quote. The question was posed by the president of Marylanders for End-of-Life Options, retired internist Dr. Michael Strauss. I was really impressed with how much it was from the heart. Clearly, he'd had personal experiences where at least he knew about all the issues. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Hear us on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.